Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Monday night edition of the pod. This is going to be a lot of fun to do. The next submission, winner of a quarterfinal from our reader topic submissions, overwhelmingly defeated the topic of the best benches of the century. This is the construct. $100 million salary cap, 15-player roster, no more than four rookie scale contracts allowed. And I decided to expand that to rookie scale contracts or first NBA contracts. So which which made it a lot harder because then Oh yeah. For two reasons. One, obviously it took out a pool of players that would have been a big thing, but also it raised the functional minimum salary because when you take out all of the guys who are in their first couple of years, then you're getting closer to like the vet minimum and all that. So it's it's not that much of a difference, but I started, you know, you start adding up the two millions a little bit more quickly than the three quarters of a millions. Absolutely. So we're going to get started here. A, a few little background things. The way we're going to do this is a modified snake draft. Danny will get the first pick, then I get two picks. And then we just alternate back and forth with the thought that the first pick and second and third are pretty equal. And then there's no reason to to do a snake draft type format with only two people where we each get two picks in a row. After that, we'll give you uh, some numbers here as well. The veteran, we are going off of the player's cap number here uh, as provided by Basketball Insiders. And the, one of the more relevant numbers here is the veteran's minimum contract, which is $1.6 million. And then. Yeah. And remember that's only for guys that are on one year contracts. There are certain players that if they're on a multi-year veteran minimum, then you, then the player gets paid. The, 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 their cap number is the full value. So there are certain players who actually become less useful for this purpose if they signed a multi-year minimum contract. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a few contracts that will be less than than that. The rookie minimum is $898,000. And you might have a second year minimum that's uh, in the $1.4 million range. So those are some of the numbers we're dealing with as we try to slot this in. Uh, Anything else we should? Oh, and so basically Danny and I are each drafting our own teams. And then of course, I'm sure we will discuss who will, whose team would win. And I'm sure we'll probably even put it out there on Twitter or, or solicit your twitter suggestions of whose team was actually better and i will say that my my vision for this single season so not building a dynasty or anything like that single season of a full regular season and then a playoffs and i did emphasize in when i was doing my planning and prioritization we'll see if that flies out the window based on who you pick but the the i prioritized players that i thought could be you know useful in the playoffs at at various levels you're not going to get five studs because we just don't have enough money yeah i mean i i'm thinking of it more as just like I'm drafting a team to beat your team. Okay. That's that's kind of how I, I... I mean, I think... Because ultimately, both of our teams are going to make the playoffs. 
So yeah, yeah. I thought so, of it. I thought of it more in the abstract of like building a team that could win seven game series against whoever, not specifically who you draft. But that's not that big a difference in the in the greater scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so you have the first overall selection. What we'll do? We'll obviously say uh, how much each person's salary is when we draft them as well. So give me your first pick, Danny. I was really happy when you gave when you said I could have the first pick because I originally we, I thought we were doing separate teams and not in a draft and so I had built my strategy around a single person and I, that that meant that I didn't have to change it and that player is Luka Doncic. Luka is still on his rookie scale contract his 1920 salary is basically 7.7 million dollars so that makes him by far the cheapest of the MVP candidates. I will say that I have some real concerns about we haven't seen him in the playoffs, we haven't seen him against this truly elite competition, but he was just the primary initiator on statistically the league's best offense in history, you know, just in terms of pure offensive rating, and is a spectacular player who's only continuing to get better, and somebody who I think would benefit in certain ways in this format from having great support surrounding teammates, which he has on the Mavericks, but he could have in this as well. So you and I are going to have very different strategies here, it seems like, although perhaps yours is informed by selecting where you did. Okay, so that is your first pick. You are down $7.7 million. My first pick is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Makes $25 million, $25.8 million. Could potentially play center. We'll see how our team works out here. That obviously is uh, a big chunk uh, out of uh, my team. So that's my first pick. Uh, any reaction there? Uh, not not a surprise. I seriously considered taking taking Giannis. Uh, his you know possible limitations of playoffs, most valuable regular season player in the league. Uh, but he, he, and his rim protection. I mean, I seriously consider because you can play him at small ball center. You could do a lot of different things. And you know if 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 it, I just thought it constrained me a lot in terms of how much I would have for other people. So you know if you had left Giannis on the board, I probably would have taken him. But. I didn't want to take him first because I thought the, you know, the difference in value between those two guys because of what it creates was significant. Though now I'm a little bit scared of who you're going to take second. Second pick is Kawhi Leonard. And that's what I was afraid of because I wanted to get one of those two. I thought you would do one value pick and one non-value pick and you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So Giannis makes 25.8. Kawhi makes 32.7. That was a, it was a tough call of like which guy I wanted to go with. Giannis was an easy one because he only makes twenty five million and he's clearly one of the top three best players, probably the best regular season player. I did worry a little bit about the fit around him. We'll see how the rest of this team evolves. Uh, but Kawhi, he can fit anywhere because he can shoot the ball. The most unstoppable isolation player in the league, probably the best player in the league. So I, I think I've got the two best players in the NBA right now. Now I don't I know how be- you're going to fill out the rest of your team though. That's going to be a real uh, challenge. Yeah. Well. Well, so so I'll give you some stats on that. Um, I have now spent fifty-eight million of my hundred million, leaving me forty-one million dollars remaining for thirteen guys. <laughs> uh yes so i have an average of 3.2 million dollars per slot remaining here um your turn and you also haven't used either any of your rookie your rookie that's correct which uh, is which is a a real piece of value um for you yeah although you're getting in theory those players should be providing the most value um so you're you're getting your pick of the litter on on those so i'm very interested to see where you're going to go next here you need some defense on this team i do um and that was actually where see the the interesting thing is like i had a guy in mind here and then i'm trying to think of whether what you did changes that and i don't 
think I don't think that it that it does. So for me, if it's thinking about okay, need to build a build a foundational defense. You and I both value wings. You just drafted two wing sized guys incredibly high, and that actually partially informs this. So I'm going to go with a center that I believe can can be a linchpin of a successful defense and a versatile one, depending on how you want to structure it. Though I do have some concerns about his rebounding, and that is Bam Adebayo. Bam makes because we're doing this on the 1920 season and so it's not even his last year on the rookie scale bam makes just 3.5 million for this coming season 3.45 if we're being particular um part of the reason i want to take him is that then you can't and there aren't as many low value centers like low price centers and i also love bam so that was that was a relatively you know like there are other guys that i really like and i thought it was I, this shifted it a little bit for me but i'll explain that when i get there yeah, Bam was a thought for me, but I don't really care for his fit with Giannis. I think we're probably, especially in crunch time, we're just going to play Giannis at center unless maybe some sort of a shooting center becomes available later. But now I have a tough choice here. I'm definitely going to be using one of my rookie scale numbers. And I think with the limited amount of money that I have remaining, oof, this is tough. I'm deciding between two players. Ultimately, I think I'm going to go with the cheapest of the, these players, and that's Pascal Siakam, who makes $2.3 million. Siakam is a, is a, is a great player, and I, I'm a little bit dubious of you. You drafted a lot of guys who have, who have let's say, limited, non-versatile jump shots. But they're damn good basketball players, obviously. So yeah. well, um, I've only drafted three out of my out of my fifteen. I've got a whole you, you spent like I, I've got a whole thirty nine million dollars left. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so I mean that that was a concern, but I think the the value there is too much to pass up. And I mean uh, the switchability of this team is going to be nasty. I don't mind. I mean Siakam is fine with his shooting. I think as a four. I mean this again is kind of solidifying that Giannis is just me my center here. Um. So and, and I also think if I need to fill in with some centers later. I I can do that for a, a pretty low price. So Pascal Siakam, I'm down to 39 million. Your your pick was Bam Adebayo, so you got plenty of money left here now. Why, well, yes, I do. Uh, for for your third pick, you've still got 88 million dollars remaining. I still have 88 million dollars remaining, and I um I still have three or sorry two rookie scale spots left. I am going to use another another one of those and. I'm going to, this one might surprise you, and it's weird to draft a guy third for me overall and possibly think that he might not start or finish. I just think that he's so good. And if remember, I'm thinking about this as a regular season and a playoffs, that the surplus value, where you can go with it, is um, that he can be the leader of the offense when Luka's not on the floor. He can be the leader of the, he, they can play, he can play with Luka. And that is a Nate Duncan favorite, Trey Young. Trey Young makes two point or sorry six point three million dollars. He you know he's it would be theoretically if he's not starting for me he's the sixth man of the year and he will close a lot of games. Um, but I wanted a part of it you know like as valuable as defense is I wanted to have two different players. This was always a part of my plan who I thought could by themselves lead a dominant offense and ideally two guys who could play off ball at least a little bit. And I think Luke and Trey who were traded for each other all those years all those years ago like two years ago. Um, are are a really good fit there. And also, I liked 
Trey because of his value and that I think it leaves you with some harder decisions. There are still some guys that I like for that kind of niche left, but I like Trey so much more than those guys in that field that I, I wanted to pick him anyway. Yeah, I got some concerns about you defensively. Um, I considered Trey as well, but considering the level of teams that we're dealing with and the fact that this is, you know, we're trying to win in the playoffs and I'm going up against a great team, I just felt like his that his weakness on defense and the fact that he's not really a proven playoff player really caused problems for me. Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners. If you've never heard it before, that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom. And there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one-size-fits-all. They found the one formula, the one mattress that was going to work for everyone. My then-girlfriend, now-wife, and I ordered that mattress. We ended up having to return it because, hey, guess what? Not everyone is the same. And then she did some more research and found Helix Sleep. We took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types. And uh, Helix offers 20 unique mattresses. Every sleeps differently. And Helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences. Hot or cold, side sleeper, back sleeper. So take that Helix sleep quiz. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And it's shipped straight to your door, free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash capspace easier slash capspace we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash capspace this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash capspace url to let them know that you came from us man i just love american giant just an amazing clothing company i was reminded again of how much i love it when i drove from california to montana over the all-star break and you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold particularly when it starts off warm in the bay and then we get into some really cold areas you're like well i don't want to wear like my jacket in the car but then i get out to fill gas I'm going to be freezing, but the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm, it's not too hot as well. So I was able to wear it in the car, not be too hot, step out of the car and still be warm enough when I was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that I didn't feel like I needed my jacket, even when it was cold outside. And things are amazingly durable. I proposed to my wife wearing an American Giant hoodie in the Grand Canyon almost seven years ago. I still own that same hoodie. I still wear it constantly. And American Giant has since spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing, like their premium slub crew tee, the no BS high rise pant, 
the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout easy remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that capspace code to let them know you came from us so he was not one of the other players that I was considering. The player that I'm going to take next is from the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum makes seven point eight million dollars. Gotcha. I thought you were going to pass on him. That was the that my choice was Tatum or Trey, and I thought there's you're not taking Tatum. <laughs> yeah. So I've got Giannis, Leonard, Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Now Tatum, forty percent three point shooter, great help defender, switchable. I mean, this is being I can now switch. And he, he'll probably end up really being the two on this team. But I think there's enough shooting. Might be a little slow with our perimeter defense. We might have to address that at some point. But I, I think just his switchability defensively, the shooting, we're going to be a really good rebounding team. Uh, I, I just wanted to get another guy who could switch and could shoot and uh, also had some isolation ability as well. So I, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of taking Tatum here. Um, hopefully his shooting continues uh, from uh, the second half of the year. Yeah, I was very interested in Tatum as a fit with Luca and Bam just because he's he's an intuitive help defender um but the thing that I was really concerned about with having him because remember I only have one more rookie scale slot left is something that I'm going to address with my final rookie scale pick which will be my last one which actually really opens the field to you but I don't care and that is I'm taking the person that you and I both think is the best isolation defender in the league, OG Ananobi. He will have to do zero shot creation on my team. He can just do that. And there were a bunch of other guys that I considered. And part of why I didn't go after hard as hard after Pascal Siakam, who I love, Tatum, who I really, who I really like, was the idea that there were a couple of different guys who fit this mold. And I wasn't too, I wasn't going to be too crushed if I got one of them instead of another. So. I don't I didn't particularly care that Ananobi makes a little bit less. He's making 2.3 million this year. Yeah, but you, you got plenty of money. I've got plenty of money and and I I was t- well, now I could just say some of the other guys like I mean Jalen Brown who I really like but was you know he he's considered he makes a little bit more. I don't care about that at all really. But I really liked um, Ananobi's individual defense, the way that he can fit in. And so I think with, yeah, this going specifically against your team, that's going to be a pain in the ass because you have a lot of a lot of guys that can do things in isolation. But if you think about the variety of different teams that are out there, there aren't too many that have more threats than, than this group can handle defensively. And so that was my core, actually. Like, I was thinking I was going to end up with something like Luka, Bam, Trey, and OG. It was just that there was some optionality with it that I ended up not having to deal with this is going to be a hilarious draft now because uh i basically am like really limited in any high salary guys like you're going to basically have your pick of whoever you want high salary guys but now i don't even have to spend a pick on taking anyone i mean i might as well save my last two rookie scale slots for my last two picks at if you this want point, to i know you can't take any more so now i this this changes my strategy a little bit i'm gonna have to think about where i want to oh, go while, while you're thinking i'll lay out so for me i have four players taken my total salary is 19.7 million so i have 80.3 million left yeah and i have 31 million left and of course you you have to fill out all 15 slots of course if you don't if you don't do that if you fail to do that then uh you forfeit or something i don't know (laughs) we're not re-recording the podcast so yeah this is gonna be tough here 
Yeah, because I need to figure out how much money I need to save for my last two rookie scale guys and who those are going to be. Yeah, so this is definitely a tough call here. I think I'm going to go in a slightly different direction now. And I'm going to take Wesley Matthews. Oh, that was the guy I was going to take next. <laughs> and the silence is going to get edited out, but I thought about that for like probably three minutes. Yeah, Wes, Wes Matthews. The best player on a minimum contract that is, you know, doesn't count on the first four for our thing. Yeah, now he, it's $2.5 million because he's such a, a long veteran and it's a two-year deal. So I'm not getting quite the crazy value, but he can shoot the ball, defend his position well enough. I don't have much money left. I figured there's going to be some competition for these minimum guys. So I better just go ahead and grab him. Yeah, speaking speaking of competition for minimum guys, um, I'll I'll go in a similar vein. Not nearly as good a player, but the one that I had is kind of number two of that tier. Also, my team could use a couple wings. Uh, so I'm drafting Glenn Robinson the third. Um, Glenn Robinson the third makes a little. He makes a little bit less. He's obviously a worse player than West Matthews. I'm disappointed that West Matthews isn't on the board. Um, but Gr three makes. He does the the true vet minimum of one point six two million dollars this year. Can can play the wing, you know, can can log can log regular minutes there and I you know, he might not be in my closing five, but I wanted to make sure that he's he's off the board and you know, we're I think we're going to have a little run on talented guys who are making the minimum or close to it. Okay, my next pick, you're correct in the same vein. I'm going to go ahead and grab Derek Jones Jr., making 1.6 million dollars, a little bit more than the veterans minimum. Give me some more athleticism put some butts in the seats with his dunking get more switchability if some some of my wings get in foul trouble i i think he's to me he's probably the best guy for what i'm looking for among the remaining minimum players but i don't know i don't feel strongly about that one that, that could be a slip up we'll, we'll see what happens my next guy um, is another minimum salary player and somebody who qualifies under the um qualifies under the not his first NBA contract because he had a he's young but he had such a circuitous route to this point and you know this is kind of early to take a backup center when you think about the supply but I wanted to take Christian Wood over some of the other ones because of his jump shot and because I have a lot of kind of other types of things there and just to have Wood and think okay I can go in a couple different directions here um with my remaining with my remaining front court slots and I just I like him the best of those options and this is sort of like what I was getting at with OG and Nobi before of like I'm choosing to take guys a little bit higher that I don't think I have a, a replacement for in terms of scheme or fit. So I don't know if you were going to take Wood very quickly, but I thought that you would take him at some point soon. So I'm drafting him now. Yeah, you know, I thought about him, but not playoff tested. I'm still not sure about his defense. His shooting ability is nice, but I guess I'm just not that concerned about center since my plan is to play play Giannis at center right now uh, in the starting lineup. It really would be, you know, I'm sure I can just get some cipher to guard a center that you might have at some point. Or we've got the incredible length and switchability to double team and front the post. So it's not as much of a concern. So let's see here. I now have 16 million or no, sorry. I now have $27 million remaining. Not a, a ton of money to work with here. I think I will go ahead and just grab my one backup center option, and that's uh, Dwight Howard makes the minimum. He was my number two, my number two potential uh, backup center option. But it, when I had w- with Bam, I just thought that Wood was a different dimension. Though 
who knows with the amount of money i have i might go in a different direction entirely we'll see yeah yeah i mean i figure in case you decide to pick a post-up center at some point i wanted to have someone who had the the strength deal with with that kind of player if if it happens he, he may not even be in the rotation yeah and i mean another kind of element that i dealt with during this exercise was just kind of you're you're thinking about all the different looks that you can have and remembering that we're developing 15-man rosters because we have to use all the spots and you know we're thinking about minimum contracts that are actually going to be significantly deeper than actual NBA teams and I don't know that there's that much value I think your team is obviously a more aggressive approach at the idea that stars the most important I respect that and understand it and you know had we had different draft positions I might have gone that direction too but I was thinking about that that like our teams are going to have just ridiculously good 11 through 15th guys compared to an average NBA team, they're just going to be a little bit more expensive. So it's it's okay. my it's it's my turn, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I took Dwight Wood. Howard was my seventh pick. Christian Wood was your sixth pick. Who, who are you going with next year? What what, what are your uh, your team needs? You don't have any fours on your team yet. I don't. I will. I guess um, Ananobi is a four. Yeah, Ananobi he can play the four. He can play the he can play the three. I'm I'm getting I'm there will be some versatile defenders, and I'm kind of saving those guys because I know you can't afford them. <laughs> so um, I'm I'm pushing them down a little bit. Yeah, obviously my draft would be in a different order were I picking on you know need or anything like that um but i'm not but i'm going to take somebody who i'm not sure i think there there there's only an outside chance that you would have the money to finagle bringing him in but i mean as a, a strong a strong defender and somebody that i i wanted to have actually nope i'm going to scratch that i'm going to change my strategy around a little bit because i got somebody else sorry about that it's what happens when we're doing this live not the most expensive guy in the world but i wanted to have a couple of just reliable shooters in my rotate like you know potentially in my rotation i don't think he's going to do do much in there but um somebody probably people didn't expect to get drafted in this i'm going to take bryn forbes 2.9 million can actually shoot and i i I don't i thought about corver and a few other guys but i I don't know I, i think i can use i can use forbes a little bit differently than those guys and unfortunately somebody else i really like is on a is on his first nba contract and thus i couldn't include him so oh so i'll lay it out so i am now at seven seven players i have used a whopping 25.8 million so i have 74.2 million left this is starting to remind me of our fantasy draft (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true and i did pretty well where where you had the yeah no you uh i mean you you did a lot of you were more uh more active on the waiver wire but my fantasy football approach is it's august i have nothing to do i'll put in some research for the draft and then I'm not going to actually well, like, watch football and keep up I, 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 I also got starts. burned. I, I mean, it didn't end up hurting, you know, it didn't end up being hugely consequential because my team made the championship. But um, I thought I, I misread the market, and, which isn't a possibility of this, where a couple of guys that I was saving money for got got people pr- trolled me by pricing pricing it up and I couldn't do anything about it because you guys are monsters. Um, but thankfully that can't happen here. Yeah, this is an auction fantasy. Draft, yes. By the way, in, ca- in, ca- in case people weren't. But that's, uh, that's so, yeah, this is tough. Here. I mean, I kind of have most of my team. What what do I? I'm trying to think of what I really need here. I mean, I probably just need more just overall shooting and ball handling, and I probably need more shooting too. Why don't I go with uh, Furkan Korkmaz? Makes uh, 1.6 million. May not even be in the rotation. Yeah, I guess that I guess that counts that he's not on his first contract because it was declined right. and he signed at the same. Amount. But yeah, yeah, no, he signed. I think he signed for less. He signed, he signed for just the minimum. Uh, yeah, you might be right. Okay, uh, you're uh, and I am. Uh, I am holding steady here. Uh, I've got twenty three million dollars remaining. A cool, cool three point four million dollars for my eight slots. 
Yeah, so I'll actually, I'll take the guy that I was doing the little wind-up preamble for before. I don't think there's really a chance that you have the money to take him, but he's going to be on my team anyway, so I might as well just do it now. And that is P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker, 8.4, actually $8.3 million. He can defend all over the floor. I don't care about a low usage guy. He shoots enough that I think teams can respect it. And having the having the versatility to defend lots of different spots, I think that my team actually needs that. And, you know, if we won some switchy things, which we can do, not with Trey out there, obviously. Uh, and he makes the least of this kind of like group of guys that I'm accumulating. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to draft him first, even though I don't think you can cobble together the money to get him yeah i might be able to depending on what i did with my rookie skill guys but i i don't see him as a priority i got plenty of of guys at the four already um i probably need more ball handling on this team so i think i'm gonna go with alec burks making the minimum 1.6 million again probably not gonna be in the rotation but maybe if we get at a point where we just feel like we don't have enough guys to, on the perimeter who can run a conventional pick and roll i mean we've got Kawhi, we've got Giannis, we've got siakam we've got tato i mean i think that's probably enough but maybe if one of those guys gets in foul trouble burks can still run some pick and roll it but he's also got size you know there's some other players out there who are just who are small enough that i'm just concerned about whether they can play so uh burks it is here that's my uh my ninth pick a lot of minimums here i have not spent more than uh 1.6 million dollars on my last four picks <laughs> uh i'm gonna take a guy who i th- I don't think you were going to take him, but we're kind of prioritizing different things with our our low money contract or our low money players just because of who you started with and who I closed with. Um, but I'm going to take PJ Tucker's Houston teammate, Daniel House. House makes $3.5 million. He's been a, a pretty reliable jump shooter, made um, 36% this year after 42% his first year with the Rockets, had that, you know, bouncing back and forth between the G League year. Um, there aren't that many shooters that I think are capable who are wing-sized, he's 6'6", um, and that, who make that kind of money. So $3.5 million, um, that's, you know, that, that's in kind of the range that I'm looking for for these support players. So he's my pick. Yeah, I think I'm going to go and bump it up above the minimum and I'm going to grab Jorian Finney-Smith. I was wondering if you were going to take him. Yeah, he, he I considered him too, but I just wanted more shooting. Yeah, that's with my 10th pick. I am uh, still quite low on cash, uh, down to $18 million remaining, but I only have five slots left to fill. So I, I got, my number is gradually going up. I have an average of $3.6 million per slot now. I'm going to take, um, there, there are a bunch of kind of like, I think of this as like my third point guard, but there actually are kind of fewer of those guys than some of the other slots that I have left. So I'm going to take Shabazz Napier. Uh, Napier is on a multi-year minimum contract, so he counts at the full 1.8 million. But as a third guard who could step in in the case of injury, he's not going to be in my playoff rotation. But I liked him better. I I either liked him better than some of the similarly priced options, and I thought that the price point there was good. So I'm taking Napier with, I guess that's my eighth pick. Or I, I can't. I, I have. I have my next couple picks in the order, so I can't. I don't have my numbers right. Who was your pick before this one again? P, uh, Daniel House. Right. No, that that is your Napier is your tenth pick. House was number nine. Who'd you have before that? PJ Tucker. Ah, yes. Yeah, because I, I I have a bunch of other guys in my sheet because I'm trying to make sure that the money works, and so I just wanted to. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm not no, I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm uh... not taking the, I'm not taking them out. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, control V and control Z going on right now as I'm trying to move the numbers around. So I am pretty limited here, as I have been for uh, quite some time, (laughs) in terms of where I can go. 
going to go ahead and grab Austin Rivers. Actually, no. Uh, I take that back. I'm going to go ahead and grab uh, Ben Macklemore instead from Houston. Just need a, another reliable three-point shooter. We don't need him to do anything else. He can just switch, defend his position okay. Makes uh, $2.028 million. <laughs> And I'm going to thank you for reminding me that I had Austin Rivers in a higher tier than the ones I moved on to and hadn't taken him yet. So I'm going to take Austin Rivers. Um, Austin Rivers, 2.2 million. Um, he, you know, another guy, multi-year, multi-year minimum. So he doesn't get the the full discount. I actually don't think I have anybody who's on a single year minimum. I don't. Oh yeah. Good GR3. He, he is my one. Um, but yeah, I like, I like Rivers as a, you know, a, a, a low end bench guy who could do a couple of different things, can compete defensively, can handle the ball a little bit, d- do, you know, not going to, not going to ask him to run my offense at any point, but good to have him in the rotation. So I, ha- I have Austin Rivers. Yeah. So you still have a lot of money remaining here. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's good. This is going to be interesting. You're presumably you're going to end up with just like your pick of the litter on some stars at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've got four slots left and $58 million to use, but you have used all of your rookie slots. Uh, I have only used two of my rookie slots, but I uh, am way low on cash at the moment. Okay. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets. And you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com. Use the code CAPSPACE. Use the CAPSPACE. We talk about all the time here on the program. You get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know that you came from us. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Okay, so I have two more slots to fill outside of my two rookie scale slots that I've been saving because Danny can't take any more. And basically what I've got is $5.9 million to fill those two slots. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab one of the few players left who makes below. Huh, this is tough. No, I think I'm going to go with Hustle Guy. Okay, sitting on the bench. Let me see. No, actually, no. I'm going to go with uh, with the guy I originally thought. Reggie Bullock makes $4 million. Reliable three-point shooter. Hopefully healed from his neck injury. And that is uh, my 12th pick. Other than the two rookie sale guys that I have picked out, I've got $1.9 million remaining. So I'll be taking a, a, a minimum guy with my next select. And my thought is just like, I need between Wes Matthews and Burks and Finney Smith and Macklemore and Bullock. 
a couple of those guys will be hitting shots enough and defending well enough to play some support roles. I'm not sure who they're going to be, but I just want to give myself some options. So, Danny, you are on the clock for your 12th pick with $58 million <laughs> remaining and four slots. I, I ran into a logistical, kind of a logistical challenge when you took the players you did of the, that I had targeted as both filling the same niche, one of the two for, for my max slot, of where to go with that after I already took Luca. LeBron James is a wonderful player. He also makes $37 million, which is a lot harder to get the math to work. And since I haven't figured out exactly what I'm doing with my last roster spot, I'll take, my, I'll take a max guy now, and that is Anthony Davis. Davis... $27.1 million. He can play the four. He can play the five. I didn't necessarily anticipate taking him when I got when I took Bam so high. In hindsight, I probably should have taken a wing there. But past this prologue, I, I've learned over the course of this process. And Davis is, you know, he can goose the offense a lot. He's a, a great transition guy. We have plenty of really good transition passers. And then can be a, a, a linchpin defensively, as he has been for the Lakers and part of the reason I'm picking Davis now instead of later is that I'm working on a few different scenarios that I want to make sure that the money works. So I knew I was going to take Davis, so I'm just taking him now. Yeah, well, and there's no competition, obviously, for, for me taking him. Yes. Um. Yeah, and I only you know that I only have basically one minimum slot exactly. at this point. So you're going to pretty much have your pick. I, I guess I could rejigger things and take maybe a cheaper rookie scale guy, but I don't think so. Um. I'm going to go ahead and grab solid vet off the bench. Can shoot it a little bit play smart if we need him to but it is going to be a good leader locker room guy for this team jared dudley pride of san diego with my 13th pick he makes uh the 1.6 million dollar minimum and i now have 10.5 million dollars remaining for two slots danny you have 31 million dollars left for three slots I do and 31 million for three slots is actually really a really challenging number because there aren't there aren't really those uh, the the max type of guys the the first couple of years that th- this is kind of the you know the structure jumbles your plans a little bit and makes things a little bit harder. I maybe if I had a little bit more time and laid it out, I could think of a, a way to finagle a max guy and, and do something else here. But yeah, this, I, is, this is tough. You if because I don't I don't see any way that because you've used up all your rookie slots. There's no way for you to spend less than one point six on your other slots. So the most you can spend right now is twenty six point three million. Right. There also isn't a player that I had in mind there. So I'm just going to go with what my original my original battle plan was. Um, and that's two guys that both are really good value contracts that will add a lot of depth to my rotation. Um, and I'll start with the player who I intended, to, you know, who if we were doing this in order of value, I would have had way higher. And that's Josh Richardson. Richardson, I really like his fit with Luca because Richardson can defend the guard positions. He can be the be a tip of the spear guy, whether that means hiding Trey Young if those guys are playing together or just he can defend ones like he has at times on on the 76ers and play a lot off ball can you know do a little bit of initiation and so he's one of the best value contracts to me in the entire league uh 10.1 million for this year for the 1920 season so uh, i will go with him okay that leaves you with 21 million left for your remaining two slots by 14th overall selection sure people have noted the lack of small guards on my team that's partly by design but i do want to get one point guard size guy in there who can shoot it and the pricing is too good to pass up on here with donovan mitchell at 3.6 million dollars 
I, I, I was I was thinking one of two guys for you, and Mitchell makes sense. Yeah, so that leaves me with one spot left, and I've got about uh, six point eight million remaining. Huh? I wonder who that could be. Who makes about who makes about that money? I, I'm somebody who was who, who was on my list. Um, and so I'm gonna go with um, again with the idea that I had had before of the the multiple guys with value contracts. Um, Marcus Smart is an awesome defensive player. He his versatility I think is very useful for my team because I have some limited guys more than you do with Luca and Trey. Can defend any position, can can handle the ball a little bit depending on how I structure my rotation. I could have him in there also. Can shoot enough I think to keep teams honest. You and I have been a little bit dubious on that over the over the years, but I think he can do can do enough there to to make it work and so I'm going to um I'm going to add him in with my um, with one of my slots. So now I have 14 players chosen, and I have um, 91.5 million left. So I have 8.5 million left. Oh, 91.5 Point million that you spent selected. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. My last selection, number 15, but realistically, it w- would have been drafted much earlier had Danny not used all four of his rookie scale slots. Uh, and that's Jalen Brown, 6.5 million. So uh, my total team salary for all 15 slots is uh, 99,658,000. So I left 341,000 on the table uh, in this process. So my last guy surprises me a little bit, but also uh, considering that I ended up getting AD, which I wasn't anticipating, but I also like his fit on the idea that I'm going to try a lot of different looks out there. And I had 8.5 billion to spend. Moxie Kleba makes 8 million. And I can use him at the four. I can use him as a small ball five in certain lineups. And I just think he he fits really well with this team. I have I, I feel like I have enough perimeter defenders now that I added Smart and Josh Richardson. They're also and PJ Tucker. There aren't really any others in this range. So just a player who will probably be a part of my eight or nine man playoff rotation. And if he's not, so be it. That's totally fine. All right. How much does he make again? Eight million flush. So I have I left four hundred ninety five thousand on the table. All right. So let's run down our rosters here in terms of uh, who's going to be starting and who our key bench pieces are. My thought also was... I basically didn't care who I got beyond the top eight guys. Like I, if I had had to, I would have just gone straight minimums. And, you know, if I had to do, if I had to pick, you know, Wilson Chandler or Michael Carter Williams or something as my like 13th and 14th guy, like who cares? Um, So here's what my team looks like as starters. I only have one true center on the team. He's going to come off the bench, Dwight Howard, especially because you don't have any post-up threats who really scare. Uh, Giannis is going to be my five. Pascal Siak at the four Kawhi Leonard at the three Jason Tatum or Jalen Braun at the two depending on how we need to match up at the two if we need a little more quickness defensively I might go with Braun otherwise probably Tatum and then Donovan Mitchell will probably start at the one for me just to get like a little more dynamic pick and roll but we might even finish with a lineup that has Jalen Brown uh, as uh, the last guard where we're just we have nobody below six seven and we're just totally switchable we could also take Siakam out of the closing lineup if it feels like we don't have enough shooting play Kawhi at the four and then still play Mitchell at the one um so those are that top six guys are gonna get the lion's share of the minutes Giannis Kawhi Siakam Tatum Mitchell and Brown 
And then it's really just a hodgepodge in the rotation. If we need a center, we'll go with Dwight Howard. We'll go want some athleticism. And shooting is not as much of an issue. We go with Derek Jones. Wes Matthews will probably get the first crack at a, a backup three and D type of role. If we need a little more creation, maybe we'll go with Alec Burks. A little more shooting, we'll go with Cork Maz. Finney Smith is in there. So Bullock, there's a lot of different guys who might go in and out. My biggest, con- I have two concerns about this team. One isn't going to matter because, which is just like, uh, actually, no, I, I don't even, that's not even a concern. The, uh, the center position, I don't really care about. Dwight can do enough there. And I don't think anyone has a, anybody to trouble us in the post or really on the offensive glass. But then shooting and pick and roll play, you know, maybe, and maybe passing a little bit. You know, I, I don't know that our team is going to be playing like the beautiful game, but I think we're going to just be so athletic and so fast in transition, so switchable, just a complete monster defensively, put a ton of pressure on the rim. And then we got Kawhi to take us home at the end of games with his ISO scoring. So that, that's kind of the theory of the team. Um, how, how do you evaluate my team before we talk about yours? It's it's star heavy, but the stars are amazing. I mean, Kawhi and Giannis were were two founding pieces that I was seriously that I was seriously considering for a reason. I mean, they're the the two best players in the league in my opinion. I had the I had them one and two, and uh, the the players around them largely make sense. I I think you you know my my one concern with that was I think you didn't do enough like kind of like offensive variability. You know, like I thought you were going to have some more real pick and roll table setters. You know, just 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 because you have so many, you you had the resources. To, you didn't have much in the way of salary but just kind of developmental priorities i think I've, yeah, i yeah I, I mean there really wasn't there wasn't anyone there who you know i kind of had like 10 million dollars to spare on my rookie scale guys i mean who would who would you have taken if you were me that i didn't take i mean I, well no i i would have i that's part of the reason i took trey was that i like trey i thought you were gonna take john morant at one point um before the money like i i think that he's not perfect but i think that he could have he could have been that you know because part of why i took trey was even if he doesn't close games it's just important to have those to have players that are going to make sure your offense doesn't stall like that was that was an that was a developmental a, a priority for me in terms of doing this and I, I think there might be time you have a great team obviously but there are times that i think there it might stagnate a little bit it, it, it's very well set up for kawaii ball I'll put, it, I'll put it that way but yeah, i mean the I defense the defense concerned. is phenomenal i mean that's yeah and the, I'm more concerned about my lack of shooting, actually, than I am the, the pick and roll play. I mean, like I, I think Kawhi has shown enough growth in that area, and Tatum has shown some growth there. Donovan Mitchell's a solid pick and roll player too, if we need to go that route. Uh, and we definitely we have multiple threats, and so especially if we're matching up with you guys, we can always just go after Luca or Trey Young or any other defensive line. You don't have that. That's many really about it. Out there. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll yeah. Well, or I'll, Forbes, if you're playing him, but you're yeah, not going I, to be. Following. I'm not. Um, so I'll, I thought of my my theory, which to some extent got garbled, got garbled with the way things worked out, but partially didn't, was I wanted to have a versatile eight-man potential playoff rotation that you could go in a lot of different directions with. So I will lay those eight out kind of with a tentative starting five and three, and I think those guys would get a vast majority of the minutes depending on matchups and all that. And I didn't necessarily design my team specifically to match up against you, which I actually think that that is to your team's advantage because they have specific things that are hard for me to counter but the five best guys would be trey young luca i'll go with og for now but you could oh it's he'll i'll explain how that works out then ad and bam as my as my that that is my five but then that og spot really that's going to be a combination of ananobi smart josh richardson and pj tucker so 
it looks small, but it really isn't. And the beauty of Josh Richardson in these lineups is that he can defend ones. So you can, and Marcus Smart can too in, in spots. So you can, you can play without a traditional point guard and let Luca run the show. Um, and then my, my kind of utility guys off the bench would be GR3 as, as GR3 and House as kind of wings, Rivers, Shabazz Napier as guards, and Bryn Forbes, and then Kleba and Christian Wood as bigs. So again, I talked about how his regular season and playoffs, those guys would be innings eaters. They're very capable players. I think you could then reduce the load on, on the best on the best players on the team and then probably not going to be a part of the rot- playoff rotation unless they're on fire, but they're they're available. And I wanted to have, you know, have a couple of guys that can give different angles in case it needs to be. And that's, I'd actually thought about Kleba earlier. The mistake that I made with my team, and this is, I, 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 I was piecing it together, but it was just so hard to get the numbers in my head was that I probably shouldn't have taken P.J. Tucker, and then I would have had enough money to go a little bit bigger with that, like, kind of another max slot guy. But I didn't think I had quite enough to make it work, so I just took him anyway. Um, But that's the way things break. Yeah, I think that was, to me... I came to the conclusion that I'm like, I don't want, unless it's like a real superstar, I'm like, I don't want just like a role player who's making eight. Like that was, that was ultimately the thought that I came up with. And especially once I decided to go with Giannis and Kawhi uh, to start my team with. And so that was, I, I think if I had had the number one pick, I think I might've still gone with Giannis actually, even, even over Luca. Cause I, I think just the difference in my personal opinion, I don't know if you agree, but uh, I think like Luca and Trey are just too inexperienced and have too many weaknesses in particular Trey to deal with the incredible amount of athleticism that's going to be out here uh, especially defensively I, I think there's something to that but I do think that they're, they're both of them part of for me was the idea of creating a, an, a team that could generate reliable offense and that if neither one of them can get full attention because they won't share the four all the time but when they do then I think that'll make each of them shine a little bit brighter and then having support players that you have to respect I mean AD running pick and rolls with both of those guys would be just devastating and enough shooting out there yeah. to make it well work. so that's that but we're gonna switch that that's that's yeah like, then that's then where- then eight, then AD AD can attack the switch and there you can do some. Uh, I mean, I, it, I like AD in the post against like you know Jalen Brown or something. That's like or Donovan or Donovan Mitchell. I think I think he can. Yeah, well, I think he, can he do doesn't well. have to close the game for us. That's that's the beauty of this team. Yeah, but I my my then at that point, if you Donovan Mitchell is not closing, it's going to be a lot of slog. It'll be a sloggy, modestly effective offense, yeah. but it's putting a lot especially because it's not like that group has spacing and there are a lot of guys to help off it's a it's a, a tougher challenge for yeah. the Kawhi so ball than he's ever had I, I, your all your transition offense will be great i don't know about not having spacing i mean we got tatum and brown are both like high 30s three-point shooters um you know siakam shooting like 35 percent, but he you know he might have to go out of the game if if he's struggling but then we've still got west matthews who we could throw in there maybe as well i, I think we'll have enough shooting especially because like your rim defense is going to be awesome and so Kawhi is like his mid-range iso game is like the perfect antidote to that i mean i think scoring for both of these teams is actually gonna be really difficult Um, yeah they they would have these teams would have a lot more trouble against each other than anybody else and i did think more about you know i i I was thinking of it more in terms of like building a team that could go against a lot of opponents not just 
you, but it's <laughs> it's still, you know, and it's funny because I was originally going to go Star Star Wing Heavy too. Like that was my original theory, but then when you took the two best guys, I went, well, shit, I have to do something different. Um, and so yeah, and it was made tough that there really there is no like Steph Curry who is a superstar on a value contract. I mean, the best guys you know who were making like twenty five million, Davis and Giannis, are the only guys making under thirty. Right, that's and that and that's going. what that's what ended up being the uh, being the kind of the differentiator. I was going through like my top ten players and all that, and I'm just like, crap, all these guys make too much money. You know, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I I spent I some time thinking you... about Paul George, like, but then it yeah. could, I couldn't get the money to work there, and a few other guys. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, so like P.J. Tucker, Richardson, Marcus Smart, and Kleba, you put those guys together, and you've got like high a high thirties slot. Yeah, but then but then think about that. You have to take for the other three players. You have to put two million on the board, and then you don't. That's where I ran into the problem. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. But it's uh, yeah, this is interesting. So so uh, this was fun. Great suggestion. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. It was a, a big winner. So it seemed like people were very excited to see this. And I'm sure if we really had a chance to do this over both of us, if we were really gonna like do multiple mocks and really treat this like GMs, we we could have each done a better job. But um. Yeah, yeah, having was, having that like amount of money, you know, you brought up the fantasy draft that we did against each other. It was it was really a mind bender because a lot of things were open, but at the same point, they they functionally weren't. Like I was then, I'm like, crap, should I take LeBron? <laughs> like I, feel, I hadn't really considered because he makes so much money. I might have been able to make it work, but then I'm like, well, LeBron and Luca doesn't really it doesn't really add as much, and I need I knew I needed some defense on the on the forward line and all that. But yeah, I, I, the, like. I didn't, the biggest, I think you could argue the PJ Tucker thing was one of the biggest mistakes I made. The other one was Bam was my second pick, but I hadn't Oh yeah, over Siakam or Tatum. No, what I I had, what I hadn't pieced together was that I hadn't, was that AD was going to be my max player. If I had, if I had figured that out, I would have used, I would have used a wing, I would have used a wing on that spot and I would have taken somebody right then. So probably would have been Tatum. I would have taken Tatum then and then I would have just said, I'll make the center position work. Um, that that was a that was a I just hadn't thought through the whole I hadn't gamed that all out because I hadn't really thought that you would constrain yourself enough by taking both of those guys I thought I was going to end up with one of them on the way back yeah I was thinking I was like oh I got to take my rookie skill guys first then I was like oh wait a minute how about I just get the two best players in the NBA and then I'll fucking figure it out (laughs) right and I didn't think well and that's also part of the reason why I mean I was so confident that I was gonna when when like talked about number number one I was gonna take Luca was that I didn't want to give you you Luca and one of those two because I thought that would have just screwed me because then it's uh because I think that just would you know whether it's Giannis or Kawhi then you have yeah because then I could have maybe afford maybe I mean maybe what this boils down to is that this format was actually like kind of unfair in my favor yeah, if you, I, to get I picks it, two and three. If you were willing to to bite the bullet salary wise, which you were, and that was the right decision to do. And I think had I had we switched it around and you taken you had taken Luca one, which I don't know that you would have. But I would then then I would have ended up with Luca. If you hadn't, then I would have ended up with Luca and Kawhi. I guess it sounds like. Um, yeah, that would have been really interesting if that's the way it had gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, this is fun. Let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Anything to talk about before we go? I have a couple pieces in the works but they're not all the way out yet so i'll just wait until they're published to talk about them all right and uh covid daily news we talked about today or at least i did i did a solo pod on what the state of the research is on whether children can transmit the virus and i i realize for a lot of you uh, you probably those of you who haven't listened yet are like why are you still talking about this i don't want to hear this from you like please i implore you give it a shot it's 
I think it's the best, most important work that I have ever personally done. Uh, so it's about stuff that actually matters, unlike basketball, which is great, but also uh, is you know, kind of taking a backseat. I'm glad that we can still do this, and I, I really am enjoying the diversion of being able to do this as well. But um, hopefully the idea is you can listen to this and it'll it'll put the coronavirus stuff more into a factual perspective and you don't have to worry about combing through all the crap out there because uh, you can count on me and Ben Taylor to do that. So anyway, we'll talk to you all tomorrow. Thanks so much uh, for listening and for supporting us. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.